welcome to the first episode of listen up junior where me and my co-host ekanch talk to alumni from triple it alhabad and try to gain more perspective about work and life so on today's podcast as we promised we have someone who has a rockstar kind of status in our college owing to his prowess in competitive coding and for also being a great teacher to many we present to you our first guest mr shivam garg before we start this podcast with him let us give a brief intro about him to our audience shall we Sure, Jigar. So, Shyam sir graduated from Triple IT Allahabad in 2018. He currently works at Nutanix and has previously worked at coveted companies like Amazon and Goldman Sachs. He was the coordinator of the Geek Heavens Competitive Coding Wing and was one of the best competitive coders of his batch. He was also a teaching assistant and took classes for competitive coding. And many of the students which he taught have gone on to become great coders and held top positions in coveted competitions. Okay, so. uh hello sir to start off we would like you to give us a brief intro about your journey from your college days to where you are now describe to us what type of student you were in your four years during college and what all activities did you spend most of your time in during those four years please sir continue so hi jigar and hi akash glad that i am here uh, thanks a lot for that great intro uh so as you have already pointed out i joined triple uh, it alabad as a btech it student in 2014 uh to be honest uh, in the starting days of my college i was more into uh, you know college subjects and uh, you know i was i wanted to get more pointers in the initial uh, in the first semester and i was uh, to be honest not at all aware about this competitive coding thing or these forge coachef kind of websites uh it was i guess within two or three weeks of uh, the first semester that uh, our seniors held workshops for like the geek heaven workshops for each of the different wings and there i came to know that many people have were already aware about spoj code chef code courses these kind of websites and i was like oh man many people are aware of this what exactly is this and later over in next few weeks i came to know about uh, great legends seniors uh, competitive coders who were there like sapan saxena sir rishabh tiwari uh ship dhingra sir and many others so i was like let's see what exactly is this uh so i started in mid of my uh, first semester uh, solving some of the problems on spoj and all and uh, i was kind of very naive and i used to approach those problems like i did in class 12th like in class 12th and all like pre college years you are generally given uh, pattern printing kind of solution so i used to approach in that way and to my dismay all of these solutions which i was uh, printing which i was typing over there they were leading to tles or uh, segmentation code etc it was there and then i realized man this is not normal coding this is like you have to uh, you know optimize your code both with respect to space and time and that is how i got introduced to this world of competitive coding and eventually with uh, solving more and more problems on spoj and codechef it was kind of co- incoherent in, in the starting there was no fixed pattern i was uh, using but eventually i got uh, you know got to know what exactly is this now uh, by the end of first semester i was i hardly solved 10 or 15 problems i was not even first of the many like 50 60 folks who were doing competitive coding seriously at that time it was after the first semester i started participating into contests the long and short ones quite seriously so short ones uh, so initially i was hardly able to solve one or two problems let's say there are 10 problems in the normal long challenge i was hardly able to solve two even two problems completely 
so uh, the best approach which uh, uh, one can do in these cases is like immediately after the contest ends you go through the solutions of other folks go through the editorials immediately scan through them and you know and absolve them as much as possible so i was taking the i took the target of around 5 to 6 problems at least daily and that actually helped me a lot uh, in building my you know in building my confidence in this particular area so you know like initial in the in the first year of my college life i was not even using stl i was mostly relying on c language uh, i was like okay c will be sufficient enough but then i came across other folks quotes like this is a very good practice like you uh, even though there are tutorials and editorials everywhere but you should idly go through other people's quotes uh, to get uh, an idea like how they are thinking the problem how they are trying to solve it and i realized that okay many people are using this map and set things i was not even uh, aware of what exactly are these and but they were making the quote quite compact so i in my second year in the beginning of my second year i started uh, focusing more on stl and made a firm grip on that eventually uh, you know i started performing uh, well in long challenges and short challenges i started by a topic by topic approach uh, so there is this code monk series on hacker earth which is like i know many people prefer code courses and other websites but for me personally uh, hacker earth and codeshare were the main website who which laid the foundation for my uh, competitive coding uh, you know journey so you know hacker earth there is this code monk series which is actually great there is a like there used to be weekly competitions held they used to publish tutorials first of that topic and corresponding to that topic only they had five to six questions every week on that so i was uh, you know i got went through those tutorials weekly quite uh, you know seriously and they were and they were like quite uh, supportive like i mean they were these the, uh, these tutorials were highly useful you know for laying down my entire competitive coding uh journey so i would suggest that you you should also go to like whoever is viewing this podcast uh you know you should also start with this topic by topic approach there are a bunch of things you can choose any website but try to absolve as many problems as possible you know take a target and not just any particular segment of problem like let's say uh, you are going to solve five problems don't just be restricted to just easy problems try to navigate between levels different problems of uh, varying difficulties as well so that is when and there uh, i started to get a gist of this competitive coding and eventually i was i was chosen as one of the members of geek heaven competitive coding wing uh, and then we started not just practicing we had to also come up with uh, good questions for practice of our juniors as well as for uh, entire batch in general so at that time i realized that okay whatever questions i am solving let's take out the good points let's extract the good points out of them uh, let's try to tweak them little bit here and there uh, try to make it more complex so that we can use uh, a second version of this problem later whenever we set for our own coding contest so that's how you know uh, things started to uh, work in geek as geek heaven in geek heaven as well and that laid foundation for my problem setting uh, journey as well so that's how it worked out uh, and later within mid of second year i met uh, two of the most phenomenal friends and coders uh, in my life teja ujjala and ankit rao uh, both of them are in google right now so uh, they were great icpc teammates and dp was one particular sector where i was extremely weak like i was not able to solve questions at all in 
BP and I used to run away from them, honestly. So these two folks, they were, you know, BP masters. Uh, they taught me like how you first go through recursive solution and you memoize it and, you know, solve it. So we used to, uh, like my suggestion is, uh, once you are comfortable enough with your own, uh, you know, uh, with your own uh, uh, problem solving skills, you should try looking for uh, some good teammates who can help you out. You can, you, you can mutually teach each other, you know, help each other out in solving problems, give team contests. And that's, you know, that's a great learning exercise, not just in terms of sport, in terms of anything like that, that team building scenario helps you a lot. So these folks, uh, they actually helped me out a lot in my competitive coding, uh, competitive coding journey. So, yeah, I mean, that's how this entire thing started and it, it has led to fusion uh, as of now. Eventually became the coordinator of Geek Heaven Competitive Coding Wing. I came across quite great minds like Satyarth and uh, Priyanshu Ayan and bunch of other juniors who were actually great in coding and I got to learn a lot from them as well. So indeed great time working with them. Then I turned out to be TA and met with some great super juniors. Uh, had uh, like in my last uh, uh, last two semesters in college, I, uh, you know, I tried my best to, uh, you know, uh, uh, impart that knowledge onto juniors. And, you know, this competitive coding helped me in getting internship, two months internship in Amazon. Uh, and eventually I joined Goldman. Uh, I stayed there for around one year, five months as an intern and around six and a half to seven months as FTE. And for last one and a half years, I have been working at Nutanix now. Also, I have been a core reviewer and setter over here for on-campus and off-campus hiring. So that competitive coding uh, skills generally has helped me a lot over here as well for the campus hiring, which we do over here at Nutanix. So that's how, that's the uh, in brief, which I can say about this competitive coding journey I had. Right, right. So, so it is generally believed that competitive coding, uh, well, not necessarily competitive coding, but say data structures and algorithms are a must for cracking interviews. But at the same time, there are some people who are of the opinion that the importance given to DS and algo is way too much in comparison to actual software development. And according to them, that shouldn't be the case because after all, you won't be solving questions from Hacker Earth or CodeChef or any other competitive coding website in your actual job. So what are your views on this and uh, what side of the debate do you lie on? See, I absolutely agree with people uh, with this particular notion that yes, uh, CC is, so see, not just CC, the DS algo knowledge is actually important, but you know, it's being over, uh, you know, the emphasis given on that is exceeding, you know, these days, uh, like people, uh, you know, are overly relying on just DS algo progress to uh, thinking that these skills alone can help you out in a company. So. See, uh, one harsh truth is that yes, these skills may definitely help you out in landing a job or an internship at any coveted firm. Uh, but uh, the harsh truth is that these won't, uh, unfortunately, these, do, these don't help you out, uh, you know, in uh, your industry, industry experience. So see, solving CP problems or even DSLGO problems just enables you to solve a given problem quickly and write the code with least complexity, right? You don't actually see uh, if your code is clean or is following certain software engineering paradigms or not. Like for, exa for example, if I'm being honest, I used to name my variables randomly. Like for, because at that time speed matters. You don't see how your variables are named or how, 
things are going to be you write your code in a procedural oriented fashion like just you don't make separate function you don't make separate classes so uh, but things don't work that the way in the same way in industry there you don't need to solve uh, a problem quickly as if there is a contest going on you actually you do have deadlines and all but uh, that doesn't mean that you have to solve it immediately within like a 30 minute timer or one hour timer so there you have to uh, think a lot in designing how to design a code a lot of time goes in design discussions and how to design your classes in perfect object oriented fashion how should they be modular and how do the classes and the modules are lo how loosely coupled they are so there you need to spend a lot of time uh, in you know deciding these all uh, constructs obviously see dslgo uh, helps you in building up your mind it's a great sport uh, but you see these activities do help you out in debugging like with help of competitive coding you get to know an idea like how to debug where do you think where to put the debug points etc etc but see these days coding has evolved into what we call the apis the rest apis and crud operations right and how do you make use of the frameworks in the best possible way so whatever algorithms you want to use let's say particular binary tree or whatever these already come handy in the libraries and the frameworks which we are using right now so yes their knowledge matters but on the top of that uh, the access uh, focus which we are giving to it right now that might not be correct uh so that was quite a balanced opinion in the debate of cc versus software development so your first intern experience was at amazon right so uh how would you say that uh, cc helped you there and the lack of uh, substantial software development experience uh, hindered your progress uh, what do you yeah. say about that yeah yeah absolutely great question actually so as i have already pointed out uh, that cc does help you i mean basic ds algo knowledge is definitely a must you should know exactly how things uh, different map structures different data structures work but uh, so before joining amazon i was of the opinion that okay ds algo knowledge is enough for landing a job and definitely it will uh, it will be enough for me to stay in the business okay but uh, when i landed in amazon uh, like within first few days i was my mind was completely blown uh, by the sheer scale at which applications are running over there like within a single click entire websites get deployed entire clusters get deployed they have this uh, uh, you know great constructs of aws and amazon s3 going on uh, so uh, and they have their own frameworks bunch of amazon is known for their own frameworks so over there i saw that many people uh, many my many of my co-interns who were uh, who had been uh, working on force like the uh not just for like i think as open source projects or the web development projects so they were easily able to tackle the problems over there like my first task over there uh and for some of my co-interns was related to front end uh we had to form a jquery uh, uh some jquery related modifications had to be done and we had to link it those with back end services so at the time i was not at all aware about jquery or javascript in general because i was completely you know lost in dslgo world and over there i saw that within within the first week itself many of my co-interns completed their first task and where was i i was stuck in learning about these frameworks i was like i was not aware what maven exactly is what hibernate is these are like bunch of uh, bean uh, bean frameworks which exist in java i was not even minutely aware of them but folks who had worked for, uh, in gsoc for gsoc and in lot of open source projects they were you know they they were indeed 
highly aware of all those things and they were able to tackle the problems and the first tasks the introductory tasks which were given in internship within first few days itself and that's why the and that's when the reality dawned on me that okay the competitive coding or dsl go uh, knowledge no matter how much you have accumulated in your career uh, or in, in your college life they might help you land a job immediately or uh, like you might land a job in these big firms in the uh, like the in the very first day of your uh, placement cycle but to stay in these firms and to consistently perform better you need to have uh, you know consistent knowledge about how the current market is moving what are the current frameworks which we are using so see what i mean to say is that indeed uh, coding of this dsl go is uh, help has helped me in debugging skills there i had to debug out putting a log statements and all those things like we, we put printf in between to figure out where the error is there we change it with log statements so that helps a lot in putting the debug points and all but you know uh, right now coding is not just dsl go as many college college folks think it is even in industry in industry they are more on crud apis how uh, http requests are sent over the channel how rpc requests are there so these all constructs are there the, you don't get to so see you, you, in job it's still you know uh, you do have enough time to uh, you know at least few days to grasp over the but in internship scenarios you just have two months and in two months learning all these and implementing all this is quite a challenge and that is why when you go out for internship i guess it's uh, according to me it's a great deal uh, i mean it's a must that you should know about at least some background of these frameworks and uh, you know however the current uh, like how the current market is moving progressing forward so yeah that's what uh, my amazon experience was and because of that only i guess because i lagged behind in all these uh, you know market technologies and being aware of all these and because of these reasons only i was not able to get ppo uh so yeah that's how my uh, amazon experience in short was having not acquired ppo at amazon how did you approach the placement season in triple it ahabad which was held just after the internship ends in like july mid july so tell us about your mindset during the placement season yeah so uh, definitely i was not very uh, so first of all i was not expecting uh, direct ppo i was expecting a bar raiser round uh, to be held from amazon uh, so bar raiser round is like a process which happens like if they are not very sure of your work uh, and they have another uh, interview uh, you know held after your internship to double confirm it so i was expecting that at least bar raiser round will be held for me but unfortunately even that was not held so that was a clear indication that i had not performed quite well uh, act to their expectations over there so uh, you know immediately i was like i was i was thinking that i should uh, focus myself now on dbms and os in general and on system design in general as well not just the, i have according to me i was confident okay that with respect to dsl go i was confident enough but with respect to these other subjects which are of vital importance as well like this uh, dbms and os uh, are like you know heavily important in these scenarios and you know oom in general like object oriented programming so i focused immediately after my internship ended on these particular subjects that let's uh, you know take uh, i picked up tarumanchi book it, it was a quite a uh, it's quite a handy book for you know giving you a brief uh, insights into each of these topics topic by topic uh, so i picked up galvin as well for os for uh, you know strengthening my hold on mutex semaphore uh, and particularly in that on deadlock scenario 
and you know so one another thing i want to point out is like uh, like the sql thing is generally taught uh, you know in college in dbms scenarios uh, so i focus my insights into no sql as well because many firms right now focus on no sql as well so uh, these these were one of some of the things which i was practicing i was targeting some 5 to 10 questions for lead code and interview bit as well per day uh, that's how uh, you know i was uh, preparing myself for the upcoming placement season but however uh, i was slightly you know in panic mode i was not completely confident of my skills after the dpo result of amazon and the first company which came up uh, 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 on campus was directai and even though they were uh, not very hard questions there were two rounds which were taken for me uh, algorithmic related rounds uh, so even though those rounds were not uh, you know, quite hard uh, but at the time my mind was uh, towards solving or answering the questions as soon as possible so that is one mistake which i uh, was a blunder which i committed over there and that's what i uh, just suggest everyone that uh, please don't do that in any interview scenarios just be confident no matter how your previous interview experiences have been you know things can get difficult at times but you know uh, just think about like if you screw up again it you know it just um, nullifies your entire uh, hard work which you have put in for the past two or three years of your college life so uh, i screwed up uh, kind of in my direct i interview experience even though the questions were quite easy Uh, because i was trying to answer them as quickly as possible and i ended up getting rejected but uh, that experience was also an eye opener for me so i uh, after two days goldman came up for uh, hiring uh, and for that i prepared even better and i just had promised myself that i will be confident and i will try to I'll, i won't stay mum in the interview and neither will i try to answer it you know as soon as possible i will try to you know in interview what matters the most is that you listen properly to what interviewer is saying and don't try don't misinterpret it and you know at always you keep communicating to the interviewer every now and then so that he knows that okay what your mind is going uh, like how your mind is going through uh, how are you trying to solve the problem so that's what uh, you know uh, keep try to keep the interviewer engaged and that's what the error which i did in direct and i immediately uh, you know tried to correct it in my goldman interview so goldman uh, uh, there were three rounds which were taken uh, one was uh, normal coding after, like after the hacker rank round there was a normal algorithmic round which was taken and after that uh, goldman focused mostly on uh, ohm principles like uh, the inheritance and polymorphism in general uh, and bunch of other things like uh, i guess they were more around system design and behavioral concepts as well so i was happy that after three rounds it went quite well and i landed uh, the job offer there right so uh, tell us about your journey from goldman to nutanix so how was the work experience different this time yeah so uh, like amazon experience came quite handy for goldman uh, for uh, me to uh, give a quite a good start in goldman as well so there initially we had five month internship uh, and in that time i had to develop bunch of rest apis and there were a lot of new frameworks which i had to go through the best thing which i did before joining goldman was that, that took a good lesson from my amazon uh, experience and whatever frameworks i got to know in amazon that how they function like spring is a great framework for bean injection for object creation in java and bunch of other frameworks like this like maven and all i uh, you know learned about them uh, before uh, you know joining goldman and that as i said 
came quite handy for me in the Goldman experience. I had to develop a bunch of REST APIs and had to work also on uh, some of the migration work. So uh, I had to migrate to React.js and the REST API based frameworks. So over there, uh, the Amazon experience came quite handy and you know, I got to learn a lot of new frameworks and a lot of uh, front-end design over there in Goldman. Uh, I stayed in Goldman for around one year. Uh, over there, uh, the only reason I left Goldman was that it's a big firm. You see, there are a bunch of highly talented folks over there. And, you know, uh, in a big firm like that, most of the things, you know, across, like you get to know about your own component. But let's say you have to know about how from your component, the flow goes to and fro. So that is quite a black box, uh, was quite a black box over there. And... So while I was in Goldman, uh, Ankit, my ACM ICPC teammate, who was uh, at that time in Nutanix, we used to have casual discussions uh, around our projects, around what technologies are we currently uh, we were we working on. So he told me about uh, the the scale and the entire distributed architecture and like how the multi-threaded applications work over there and how a bunch of microservices interact with each other. So I saw that. Uh, uh, opportunity to be quite uh, huge like it was a perfect learning opportunity for me which i saw at that time and that's why i decided to switch from uh, goldman to nutanix so for past around 1.5 years uh, nutanix has seriously helped me out in you know from uh, in my metamorphosis you can say from a competitive coding uh, guy to a software developer so uh, like we work on huge scale over there. We have multiple nodes in a single cluster interacting with each other, how replication works, how, uh, you know, the disaster recovery uh, comes into picture, how metadata collection comes into picture and garbage collection, bunch of things uh, like uh, dozens of microservices are interacting with each other. So, you know, uh, these things, you know, help you a lot uh, in understanding like how the current system design uh, uh, takes into picture or how it plays out in uh, designing the large scale systems. Uh, so in Nutanix, you know, like uh, the, the stringent code review process, which was there. So that made me realize that, okay, uh, I had to name my variables properly, uh, you know, uh, where the indentation has to come into picture, how exactly the modularity has to come into picture. Uh, so like, as I told you, like we have dozens of microservices interacting with each other and you have to know the entire code flow. So, in that you have to be uh, extremely careful about like how uh, you design your applications. You don't need to overdo things like as we have learned in our software engineering courses back in college, the waterfall model and all those things. Those actually uh, at that time, we don't uh, think very seriously about them. But as we come into uh, the social, uh, sorry, the software engineering uh, world, we eventually realized how important those uh, constructs eventually are. Uh, and that's, you know, it's a bit by bit process, just like CC is a bit by bit process. Uh, so I eventually learned in few months, like how exactly, uh, you know, uh, uh, the software development plays out. And in Nutanix, I formed a very good habit. I would say I used to consistently check blogs, uh, you know, tech blogs of various firms like Netflix has very good tech blogs. Gojek has tech blogs. Then uh, the system design related, you know, websites are there like, uh, you know, scale infinity and bunch of other things. So that's how, you know, uh, a good firm and good tech leads can, uh, can help you out in, 
you know in improving your software engineering uh, you know design and you know implementation we know that you were a problem setter in your college days and you have written problems for many of the coding competitions that happen in our college during approach so also we know that you have been to various colleges as part of the recruiting team of nutanix tell us about the mindset you have when you are on the other side of the table as the interviewer as opposed to when you were the one giving the interview tell us about the mindset on both sides of the tables yeah so uh, definitely tables have turned quite a lot in the past 2 years it has been 2 years since i graduated from triple it alawad so uh, as an interviewer i don't expect or i don't ask the same questions or same difficulty of questions which i expected to be asked as a student when i was in college so when i was in college uh, and i was attempting the coding uh, the uh, interviews of companies i was uh, thinking that why are they not asking some difficult competitive coding questions why are they why don't they shift to some difficult data structures to segregate people but eventually uh, when i entered into software engineering realm and i started interviewing folks i realized that these uh, hard algorithms which we are talking about they are anyways available to us in forms of libraries uh, you know uh, what matters is like how uh, as i have already discussed like competitive coding doesn't help you out in uh, you know designing your classes or designing your uh, uh, you know de designing your projects as all of it has been has now changed to uh, you know how how do you uh, handle the scale and uh, in, it has evolved into usage of apis and frameworks rather than individual implementation of some data structures and algorithms so uh, as an interviewer i understood that cp knowledge or just ds algo knowledge is not enough to uh, gauge the software development skills of an interviewee and so see you have to see the bigger scope when you are an interviewer so see uh, when i used to interview folks i have been to three colleges till now so i noticed one thing consistently that when uh, you ask them some software engineering or system design problems uh, they approach it as a coding problem which is perfectly fine uh, you know everyone tries to uh, approach it as a coding or ds algo problem but when you introduce scale into it uh, you know they start fumbling a bit and that's how i realized that okay like when i worked in software engineering realm i understood that okay those things which i expected to be asked uh, when i was an interviewee they don't uh, you know actually shape of the firm uh, the what shape of shape of the firm is that how good uh, the candidate is with respect to software engineering principles how good he can design uh, the project and so that's what uh, i aim to you know uh, dig in well when i am taking the interviews Uh, i mostly focus on system design as well like how large scale applications are made so obviously ds algo comes up in that as well like messaging queues etc they make use of basic priority queues or queues in general but we don't overdo it we just want to see how uh, a person is able to approach a problem let's say there's a database problem there are uh, you know hundreds of shards of database of partitions in which you have to process the data people they uh, them, like i asked them how do you how are you planning to store it as and everyone comes up with like whenever we are planning to put a data we will sort it and so sorting uh, you know like everyone tries to approach it that way uh, but you know so every time you can't sort a, a specific shard or you can't implement tree everywhere okay trees are implemented in but at times it's a bunch of hybrid solution both a brute force solution as well as the uh, you know the optimized solution which uh, uh, which we aim as cc guy but people generally fail to see through it and that's what we i as an interviewer uh, 
try to look into like how people are trying to approach these problems how uh, are they managing scale and let's say a multi threaded application comes into picture how are they are they handling deadlock scenarios or not so these all things like in my colleges i was not even serious about os at all thinking that okay man like it's a basic linux operating system where are we planning to use it we just have to put some commands in it but you know those things those multi threaded applications those threads everything mutex and all they play a very important role in our design scenarios uh, uh, as compared to what i used to think when i was in my college days so definitely that has uh, changed a lot right now uh, in you know in terms of uh, how the tables have turned in past two years so as an example uh, there was a high level and low level design uh, question which uh, i was uh, which i had asked uh, around one year back in off campus hiring so this guy this particular guy which i interviewed uh, he was uh, an an absolute great uh, competitive coder with around uh, 1900 plus rating on code courses so he did consistently well in two starting interviews in nutanix but then uh, when i asked about so there was this low level design and high level design question which i asked in the in his third round and so just to give an uh, a brief overview this question uh, can be considered like uh, in our basic oom classes we have this let's say we have to implement a shape uh, you know shape class so we at the top most level we implement a shape interface or an abstract class and then we when we have to implement a rectangle or square we you know implement or extend these uh, abstract classes or interfaces and that's how we proceed with it so i asked a similar kind of problem not in terms of shape but i'm just trying to establish a mapping it was that kind of problem which i, I asked uh, to that guy and unfortunately that guy came up with a completely procedural oriented approach so he just like in competitive coding scenario we write a single uh, you know main function and you just we have to handle condition we do it via switch or an if case he did it exactly the same way he implemented a switch case and just like for rectangle he will do this and for square he will do this so you know even though that guy was a legend in terms of competitive programming uh, he knew a lot of uh, ds algo scenarios but that particular example made us realize that okay man this uh, and he was a cs guy so uh, you know at that time like as i said the difference was that even i might have done that same mistake in my college years when someone must have interviewed me because i was so much you know into cc and dsl go but as you realize these things like switch case and these all case let's say in future uh, i come up with another case will i keep modifying the same class no i should create a, a separate class for new use case to make it as loosely coupled as possible so these are the concept which i just want to highlight that this is the you know metamorphosis or the change which has happened uh, in past few years to make me realize that okay how uh, wrong was i during my college years to think that Uh, everything should be idly mapped to dsl go itself right so that was a really good answer uh, having talked about the mindset of both the interviewer and the interviewee let's talk about the hiring process in the tech industry in general so what do you feel about it and how would you rate the current hiring system and do you think whether the process needs a change in perspective yeah definitely i 100% agree with you uh, uh, ekansh that the hiring process right now uh, you know requires a change definitely so i understand for large scale firms who uh, you know interview i don't know like hundreds or 200s of candidates every week for them for segregation perspective i understand that there is no better mechanism as of now other than having a coding competition two hour one hour two hour basic hacker rank challenge uh, 
but for mid range companies and uh, you know the startups i feel uh, i mean i don't think they should uh, you know consistently rely on just dsl go knowledge when uh, when after the guy joins after the uh, interview he joins you uh, in in your company he is going to work on modifying some front end application or is going to eventually perform some crud crud op operations only so uh, that's where the hiring process needs to change a little bit so uh, i know for now like uh, in a batch of around 500 guys in triple it allows itself the initial segregation level uh, you know we can ask the students to implement a web app and then we can see how you know in the project based scenarios how interestingly have they tackled a particular scenario how they have linked different uh, services with each other that definitely is a very good test for uh, you know for as per the interview uh, you know for the soft interview on software engineering paradigms but yeah i guess this process needs to change and i think gradually it will change because uh, you know dsl go i understand for large scale firms is a necessity but for mid range and startups uh, i guess they need to employ uh, you know they need to uh, uh, find new techniques of handling it and i am very happy that some of the startups have already started doing this they you know provide some uh, you know some assignments to be implemented on your own end like you can work on them for uh, one or two days and you know submit the application back and then they will evaluate it and then they have a face to face interview with you like how why did you tackle it this particular way and uh, you know why this code flow was adopted so this sounds a, a better way to me as of the current industry standards for hiring at least in mid range to uh, you know mid range firms or in startups another uh, very big uh, issue i have with the current hiring scenario is that uh, so uh, if you see uh, just to be honest like many interviews right now just ask question directly from lead code or from interview bit from, or from geeks for geeks in general so it's more of has become a memory a memory test uh, currently like they like someone who uh, has already attempted those problems in past quite a number of times and you ask the same problem exactly again with just minor change of variables with the names or whatever some minor bits and pieces change that actually becomes kind of a memory test someone who has not attempted that question previously uh, he's uh, you know let's say he answers it he figures out only go in the interview time of 30 minutes and towards the end of 5 minutes towards the ending 5 minutes he answers it perfectly but someone who has already seen that question uh, will will immediately answer it within the first 10 minutes let's say and complete the implementation and all so the thing is that there's a lack of originality uh, which is there with with uh, some of the firms right now so what i just want to highlight is that if you are indeed focusing your Uh, segregation or selection on the basis of competitive coding or dsl go in general try to introduce they should try to introduce uh, you know some originality in their questions try to tweak it in a different way so as an example i would say uh, in iit guwahati i asked uh, one question which is uh, you know uh, i derived a question from a question which was there on spoch so uh, there were two parts interlinked uh, to it like answer of first part has to be used in the second part so the first part was a classic binary search kind of problem which so everyone was trying to attempt it like they have already memorized it so they were not even trying to focus on the second part of the question they were trying to just jump in directly into uh, that and were trying to solve it immediately with the binary search approach when the question complete question encompasses uh, the usage of priority queue 
so that was one thing i noticed over there that people were not uh, you know uh, willing to think about it for some time they were always in hurry uh, so that is one thing uh, that if you introduce originality into the questions that tends to you know uh, make students uh, you know segregation more simpler otherwise it's just a memory test uh, i have seen many folks uh, even in lateral hiring and all that uh, i mean you know they have to prepare even though they have 6 years 7 years of experience they are quite you know top of their career top notch people top notch performances but because of some basic ds algo mistakes uh, they, they are not aware of some dijkstra's algorithm let's say they are ultimately end up getting rejected and that's what happens in our college as well right now people who are extremely good in fos or in web development in general they have to specially prepare for ds algorithmic things and no one actually you know not many firms are interested to listen to their projects the hardcore work they have done in terms of hackathons and all <clears throat> so that is one another thing uh, which uh, i feel is slightly problematic and some firms you know completely based on dsl go only like let's say there are two or three rounds which they are uh, planning to take the, all the two or three rounds they are basing it all on dsl go now imagine someone who worked who has worked quite hard on some other uh, you know off college projects or the gsoc projects or and all uh, where is the scope for them you know where do they get to to showcase their own you know uh, prowess on their project building scenarios so that is one thing which uh, i guess requires a change that's why in nutanix we just don't focus we do have uh, i agree uh, one coding round but after that we do have two uh, separate rounds as well like one round is a debugging round in which uh, uh, we have our own code one or two pages code uh, which we write in our own uh, sort in our own systems and we deliberately introduce errors in them uh, the butex semaphore errors uh, and you know like people have to solve the deadlock related scenarios so that helps you in segregation of those os related fields and then we have system design uh, you know interviews as well uh, in which we tackle about like you know we ask about how are you going to handle a distributed cache scenario the answer shouldn't be always 100% correct we know these are some simple college guys but at least you know we get to see like how they are approaching the high level and low level designs how comfortable are with are they with oom design patterns and bunch of other things so i guess uh, this is one thing which i want to emphasize that okay it's good that you are focusing on dsl go but other than that if for your own you know uh, for uh, you know segregating some very good students who are not just focusing their life on dsl go i guess it's a must that they focus on other their projects and other uh, you know areas as well that was a really good take on how the hiring process in general works in the tech industry uh, yeah so uh, i guess most uh, i want to add to it like i guess most of the companies are following the principles of fang like the googles and amazons and facebook like these all companies have these coding rounds and puzzles and all like and these new companies and startups are trying are trying to mimic them but like i guess it does it doesn't apply to them like the scale at which google works they need someone who has this core knowledge but for a startup i guess you are right they need to have knowledge more on the apis frameworks and uh, all all of that yeah so correct right i mean in, in terms of fang companies one another use case is that uh, they have lot of people applying you know every week every month uh, and segregating them on the basis of uh, you know there is no such method right now to Uh, ensure quick segregation and for those cases i understand that like you know 
uh, incorporating this DS algo based high, uh, you know uh, selection works for them them perfectly fine. But as you have pointed out in terms uh, in uh, terms of mid range firms or uh, you know the startups, uh, what uh, should be seeked out? What should be uh, you know what they should seek the most is uh, you know these software engineering and API related knowledge or the project related knowledge which the student has acquired over the past college in his college years. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So now uh, let's let's get topical and let's address the elephant in the room, the COVID issue. So we know that COVID has impacted many lives around the world and also in the tech industry as well. We have seen like major layoffs been happening all over the world in India as well. So like I want to ask you, what do you think will be the possible impacts of COVID-19 on future hiring? Like what, what will, what the new grads should like, uh, try to learn and uh, in what area should they try to like tell us about in general the hiring scenario right now post-COVID. Yeah, so that's a uh, so Jigar, that's a difficult question to answer. Definitely uh, COVID has uh, you know uh, turned the world upside down because of the havoc it has wreaked upon each one of us. So uh, yeah, the, the times are extremely difficult. Many of the firms have already you know frozen the hiring process. Uh, at least the uh, startups and the mid-range firms, uh, uh, they had to uh, freeze the hiring process. And for most of the top-notch firms as well, they are reducing the rates at which uh, the active hiring they were active at which they were actively hiring the candidates. So uh, I mean, there have been huge losses in the market, uh, especially in the travel industry. If you see the Uber and uh, uh, you know uh, Airbnb and all those uh, sectors, they have been uh, majorly you know affected in these. Uh, scenarios so uh, um, you know the times are uh, definitely very difficult uh, but you know at these times uh, to be honest the firms will be in uh, dilemma because you know uh, what should they do point one either they hire large number of you know fresher guys uh, with you know almost who have almost no experience in the software engineering world to get the task done or second possibility is they hire uh, you know, less number of highly experienced folks who can, who have, you know, good deal of experience in software engineering. So these, one thing I can assure that it is going to be highly competitive, even if the hiring pro, uh, resumes uh, in few months uh, post the COVID uh, thing gets slightly better. So what I just uh, want to be clear enough is like, let's say a firm hires five to six folks generally every year. Uh, from a particular college, definitely that number will go down. It will be now two or three. The hiring will be completely virtual. Uh, uh, you know, uh, so in these scenarios, uh, it's going to be highly competitive. Uh, even for those who are actively doing internship right now, I know many people have joined virtual internships, and for them also, it's going to be highly competitive. So what I just want to emphasize on is that, uh, you know, just uh, you know, try to learn as much as possible. Just go through the blogs, go through some top-notch tech blogs on the internet, which are available right now. Try to dedicate your time to, uh, you know, not just, uh, you know, DS algo thing, but for, you know, in each and every corner. Because you see, even if, uh, uh, you know, the time will pass by, but, you know, you can make the most effective use of the time by learning uh, a lot. And it will definitely help you out. Someday this thing will get back to normal and, at a time you will see that okay these things uh, these learning which you will you know extra in the extra time whatever learning you will get that will definitely help you out a lot so my uh, 
you know my suggestion to everyone right now would be that don't be uh, in a panic state don't feel uh, that um, you know that hiring is going to affect you very badly yes it will in in slight uh, magnitude but yes uh, you know just prepare very well uh, you know every time a tragedy like that happens you know people learn their new potential uh, you know uh, whatever like you know it's good for them to, right now to you know go over different industry uh, things and i am very much sure people will get to know their new skills their new potentials they will unravel and you know a lot of new things they will uh, get to learn in these times and so definitely i guess whoever are there in interns are carrying out their internships right now as well for them also the best time would be like after their regular 7 to 8 hour working schedule they focus on you know getting uh, more imbibing more knowledge uh, you know to you know strengthen your hold in getting the uh, ppos as of now so do have uh, daily not if not daily at least you know uh, you know twice or thrice a week with your uh, meetings with your tech lead on how you are progressing where you are lagging behind don't be shy about your how you are progressing uh, or wherever you are lagging because right now uh, you know it's best to have regular discussions with your manager with your mentors uh, around how things will progress so for the internship folks i guess it will be best to you know make the best uh, use best possible use of whatever resources you have in hand and for those who are actively preparing right now for internships as well as uh, full time studies go please uh, go through uh, blogs learn design patterns learn try to unravel some new things which are are there i guess it will uh, you know help you out whenever this covid situation gets back to normal as well as it will be a great pastime for you so see for me also when i started reading blogs i used to get bored initially because it's a quite a big content but eventually when you start reading the medium articles do subscribe to them you will get notifications every day on your gmail account itself it will do perfect segregation for you it will be a great pastime for you as well so i guess in these times uh, don't just focus on uh, whatever knowledge you have uh, um, just try to expand that knowledge to other areas as well who knows what new uh, hobby you get used to so yeah but let's assure the covid situation will get back to normal sooner or later 2008 recession as our seniors have pointed out in our companies was also uh, similar it was not that uh, you know chaotic but definitely it was a big blow to the market that time at that time also people you know uh, uh, eventually get uh, got back to normal and i'm pretty much sure within a uh, few months everything will get back to normal so this was a great advice by you on the scenario of covid and what individual should try to like do in the scenario so concluding this awesome session we would like to give you one final we would like you to give our audiences one final advice one final advice about what should, what they should be aspiring to do in these times and uh, please also highlight some mistakes that they might be making right now and what can they do to change that yeah so one particular mistake which which i did during my uh, placement and internship uh, season was that uh, i was not you know engaging quite well in mock interviews so uh, by that what i mean is like uh, i guess in the in these times you can definitely help each other out by taking each other uh, by uh, by taking mock interviews of each other so that will uh, you know and point out the mistakes uh, like what are you committing uh, like how and how uh, much can you keep your Uh, friend engaged during the interview process that will definitely help you out you know 
to build up your confidence before you uh, go for uh, the interview process i have seen many not just my mistake but many of my friends who are uh, slightly introvert for those uh, you know uh, even though they know the logic quite well and uh, can answer the question but uh, you know they are being introvert in nature they are, don't open up in front of the interviewer all immediately they you know they uh, you know they tend to keep quiet most of the time and that's what you know sometimes interviewer thinks that uh, the person is not engaging enough and that's why i guess uh, the best advice would be from my side that uh, people engage in mock interviews with each other and point out the mistakes uh, help uh, you know build up your communication skills in these time uh, because we neglect these uh, quite heavily during uh, preparation and all because that also uh, you know serves a very important role uh, in your interview process uh, so i mean that's one thing that people should also focus on in these times like to develop your communication skills to be and to be absolutely confident uh, when you are facing the interviewer so these mock interviews will definitely help them out uh, during these times yeah that was uh, some really great advice to work on your communication skills as well as it is one uh, like it is one important aspect of the job as well to communicate your thoughts properly so yeah thank you so on this note we end this wonderful session with mr shivam gurg thank you for being a wonderful uh, guest and imparting us with all the knowledge that you have accumulated till now so yeah yeah uh, so great great uh, you know great work uh, jigar and ekansh on starting this because uh, when we were there in college uh, we never had this kind of podcast or these uh, you know senior sessions once they entered into software engineering realm uh, because uh, you know many uh, many students they are not able to you know uh, evoke the thoughts or get the thoughts out from their seniors because they get busy at times uh, and you know most people don't focus on that i guess you to have done a great started a great initiative of uh, getting in touch uh, the seniors and getting to know how how exactly the software engineering uh, is paving way through the uh, you know in the current scenarios so i guess that will be some uh, you know great uh, you know motivation as well as great uh, piece of advice for the juniors uh, you know for the current people who for the current students who are going to apply for internship and the placement season thank you for those kind words sir we are just trying to connect our college with the awesome alumni base that we have uh that's it for today guys thank you for tuning in uh your feedback is very important for us so let us know what you think about this podcast what are the things that you liked what are the things that we can improve on our instagram dms are open you can find the podcast on instagram at listenup_junior you can also follow me and jigar on instagram and twitter uh you can find the links on our instagram page Uh that's it for today. We'll return with any coolly exciting episode the next time. Bye bye.